a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Millville Wrap-Up. Lots to talk about when it comes to Millville, from AC and Alex Martin, Hunter Lawrence, Cooper Webb. Uh, plenty of things happened at Millville, including uh, a delayed program, and uh, Wygant was there. JT and I were not, so he'll he'll step up and fill us in on everything that uh, that actually happened there. Thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com, the Formula Helmet, out now. Uh, any kind of gear that you want from them, from the lightweight, light hydrogen stuff that uh, you can barely uh, feel on you to the, to the kinetic mesh line that feels like you're wearing nothing at all and is super vented in times of summer like it is right now up here in uh, the northern hemisphere to uh, uh hard parts to mountain bike parts flyracing.com please check them out on the web thank you fly racing for all the support you give us zach osborne wearing fly and crushing it in his first race back after a shoulder injury so thanks to uh the folks at fly racing for coming on board thank you maxis as well mxst tires developed by the king jeremy mcgrath used by aj catanzaro and supercross maxis.com the Minion mountain bike tire line is absolutely fantastic. So if you need a set of tires for your mountain bike, look into those Minions and look at the MXSTs as well. Thank you, Alpine Stars Tech 10, the most advanced booted motocross today. I love the Tech 7s myself, the A4 chest protector, the A1 chest protector, the neck protection system from uh, Alpine Stars, all top quality stuff. You know the name, you know the product, you know the quality they put into it, and all the different colors that will match anything and everything that you have So under the sun. So thanks, Alpine Stars. Thanks, Fly Racing. Thank you, Maxis, for coming on board. Let's talk some Millville with JT and Weech. And now, as promised, to talk about Millville, a couple of us who weren't there, one of us was, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. First up, he's the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He's the voice of GNCC. He's the voice of Quad Racing. He's the voice of Geneva Supercross. He's the voice of Flat Track. He's the voice, I think that's about it. Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah. What's happening? I'm deep in negotiations. I'm hoping maybe this week I could lock in uh, some some new things, maybe for the off season. Oh, really? Um, oh, wait for the press release announcements coming soon. So enduro cross, then you'll be doing those two rounds of enduro cross. No, I'm actually working on uh, Australia and New Zealand. Oh crap! I said it. First of all, there's no chance. No, there is a chance. Never mind. <sighs> you, 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 I'm just saying your wife's going to let you go for. Two weeks. No, I got to bring the whole group. That's the negotiations I got to figure out. Oh, I can okay. Only go. Okay. I can only go if I bring everyone. And then uh, Ben uh, from JGR, Chad's mechanic, he's like, "Yeah, I bought my ticket five grand," and I'm like, "Per person, five thousand dollars." Oh, mm. so I didn't know it was that much. Uh, also, it doesn't. Ha- it doesn't have to be that much. Yeah, that seems okay. really high, dude. Yeah. 
Now he and Chad are going uh, to Bercy also. So I don't know if yeah, it's exactly. all tied in or whatever, yeah. but that's a lot of money. Wow. I've right. flown down there, well, New Zealand, Australia, I don't know, several times, let's say. Yeah. And it's it's two grand. It's okay. for, it's two grand, yeah. I, I was I was hoping fifteen hundred to two grand. That's a well, lot you of might, money. You but... might be able to find it. You might be able to find it for fifteen. Oh, but it's, you, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay okay. closer to that, two. That's, that's Jason Thomas, by the way, not letting me introduce him. But um, Well, oh, yeah, so, I don't know how long story. you're going to take. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was getting to that. But anyways, so here's the part, Wygant, where JT and I just throw it in your face. Just throw it in your face because you know what would be coming real handy right now for you? What? Miles. Yeah, I get miles. I get miles. He, flies, he flies American, right? He flies American I, every time. I'm on every – yeah, I got plenty of miles. I get miles on every flight I'm on. What, what more do I need to do? I thought you flew different airlines. I know mostly American, no. but I thought you flew different no. ones. Okay. No, All I right. don't do that. The only thing I don't do is I'm not dumb enough to get on a flight just to get miles. That's stupid. Yeah, okay. I, I get that. But, but yeah, okay. Right. So, so you have miles, so now you can use some of those. Here, here's your time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got uh, almost 300000 in the bank right now. So we're going to look into that. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you yes. do. <laughs> not Are we talking miles or money or actual? Uh, yeah, not surprising, JT. He's got 300,000 miles. Just saving those up. You just never yeah, know. Yeah, that's that's not that many. I mean, I've seen. Uh, I remember Chad had uh, close to two million at one point, something like that. Saved yeah. up. Yeah, I, yeah. I used I use them. I, I fly people. Okay. I, I, all right, all yeah, right. I, I use them. Anyway, well, go ahead. Anyways, yeah. hopefully you can be the well, voice of the Australian Supercross and the voice of New Zealand Supercross. We're gonna try. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, Millville and all that happened. As I said, myself and JT, we were not there. Weege, a strange day, huh? Like, uh, first of all, the weatherman uh, was on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show on Thursday and said there's a chance of flash floods. Um, so we, we did see we we he did nail that correctly. Um, and then so one practice session sounds like it was shortened, and it was a disaster for a while. And 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 then a lightning thing. Also, um, caused a delay. We just a weird day. Yeah, the lightning was really the bigger deal. I mean, it rained unbelievably, hellaciously bad. But as we know, it's motocross. That's not really the the issue. I mean, the rain was unbelievable. By you know, six a.m. or so, uh-huh. I was headed down the lobby of the hotel, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> um, and by the way, Friday at the track was ungodly hot. I, I think it was every bit as humid as WW Ranch. So we went from that to this. But the real problem was lightning. I mean, obviously, we race in the rain. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a rule. It's If there's lightning scene, they have to wait either 20 minutes or a half hour. And I swear lightning was coming every 19 minutes. It just <laughs> kept timing out. So, anyway, I want to explain that to people because, look, they cancel practices. That thing happens all the time. Yeah. It's not new. But people are like, what's the deal with this? Why would they cancel? I thought we used to race in the mud. It was lightning. That was the problem. Right, right. And uh, they pushed the motos back an hour, and it worked because we didn't have any weather um, once the motos started. Yeah, never rained during the motos, right? Didn't look like it was all fine? No. Yeah. I asked uh, Will, our pit reporter, I said, did you get a drop of rain on you in the last yeah. five hours? And she said no. So what happens with the live TV window in a case like this? You just lose it and, and screw it? And now well, we didn't have one. That lucked out. Um, that was We weren't on live anyway. So Bondo, our producer, did say right off the bat to MX Sports, like, hey, we're not on live, so... <laughs> oh well, then what? We're the, here until okay, so darkness. again with the fans, I was getting jerk offs tweeting me saying, "The show." Well, hold on, oh. hold on. We didn't get live, and we didn't get the window we were supposed to get either. So we, you might want to cover that whole whole gamut there because, like my my Directv or my uh, DVR, I have nothing. 
Oh, okay. Well, yes. So that was unrelated to us. The race was supposed to be on NBCSN at 1 a.m. And uh, how about the fact that the IndyCar race from Iowa was delayed, I think, four hours. So I'm back at my hotel working Saturday night, and at 11.30, I see a tweet. We're finally ready to go racing in Iowa. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's not good. Right. Uh, so I actually was texting back and forth with A.J. Allmendinger, who's I announced flat track with. He was in the TV booth for IndyCar. And I'm like, dude, our race is on at 1 a.m., and it's still going to get bumped because of your dumb IndyCar race. And that's exactly what happened. Um, um, yeah, can, it wasn't on until, I think, 3 a.m. is when it finally came on. Can we get some Paul Tracy stories from A.J.? I bet you he's, he's a legend. Have you? Uh, I know you talked to Paul Tracy for that No Fear story. Have you actually met him? Or no. Or is it just over the phone? No, no, no. I follow him on Instagram. He lives in Vegas? No, he does not live in Vegas anymore. He lives in Scottsdale now. Uh, uh, but oh. uh, he seems like he has a good time. So yes, yeah. I, it is, there's probably we have our guys, you know, like yeah, hey, yeah, everybody's yep. got Jim Holly stories, Mitch Payton stories, <laughs> right? I bet you there's Paul Tracy. I, I guarantee you, Paul Tracy is the Chad Reed of the of the paddock or, or Jim Holly or whatever <laughs> you want to do. Yeah, whatever you want to say. Canadian, right? He's Canadian. Yes, yes also. Um, anyway, so, yes. Sorry yeah, okay. about that, JT. And then we didn't even have practice. Um, we didn't send. We just said we're not going to have a practice show. We're not going to send camera guys and set their stuff up in the lightning. Um, so we just didn't okay. even do it. Yep. So yep. people people were angry. People were angry about that. People were angry about yep. this non-live show that was supposed to yep. be live. And then people Guys, were- I'm telling you the the lesson to learn here by the app because for me, like if I was, I'm not going to stay up till three. Well, I wasn't going to stay up till one a.m. to watch. Right. Yeah. I'm definitely not staying up till three a.m. to watch. Yeah. But then my DVR was set for that specific time, so I got nothing. So if I wouldn't have bought the app and watched it live I, I would have literally nothing i wouldn't have been able to see the race at all so yeah uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to sell some apps here but that you still if you had not done this yet and you're relying on but, on television go buy the damn app jt like i don't like these 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 guys these guys uh, hit me up i can't afford it i don't i don't know how to work like dude in 2019 like with with everybody going on apps and everything streaming and 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 it's going more and more like that. Like Apple TV is like a hundred dollars, or or Roku is like fifty or whatever. Like you people, I get it. You're old. You're dumb. I understand it. You don't make that much money. I guarantee you, you can figure it out. A figure it out, and I guarantee you can find the money. Seriously, it's well, it's it, just like anything else. Okay, there. If you don't have the money, I get it. Like that's that's a part of life, and. You're not going to be able to watch pay-per-view fights. You're not going to have HBO. Like that's that's just part of life. Like I get it there, and there's no reason those people should be ashamed or anything else. Like everybody compromises on where they spend their money at times. So I think that's fine. But you also can't complain because it is readily available. If if you want, you know, it's it's not a ton of money. So you have two options: either live with the trials and tribulations of rain-delayed races, or you you know. Come up with the money. What is it? Fifty bucks for a whole season? I, I don't I think know, it man. is. I, I don't know. Um, it, I just I, I bet you eighty five percent of the people that tweet me that say they can't afford it can't afford it if they looked at their finances and what they waste money on. That's all. Well, and that's I I, I don't like to spend other people's money. It's not thousands you know, I, of dollars. I just, it's not thousands. No, I know. I just I never try to put myself in someone else's okay, shoes when okay. it comes well, to finances. Uh, but what? But I also don't think you should be complaining either because it's on TV and sometimes things happen. So. Find a way to you know yeah. save fifty I, I bucks guess. somewhere else, or don't complain. When you hit me up and those say you, are, you can't afford an e bike, I get it. I will never come down and be like, "What the hell? You can't afford an e bike?" I get it. 
But you can't afford $100? Well, I just don't think you should so. complain. If you, if, you can't, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it, but don't complain is all I'm saying. We used to watch Carlsbad, bro. It was free. It was on ABC. It was free. You know. Yeah, one race a year. Congratulations. Right. <sighs> anyway, so Weege, weird day. Weird day. Yeah, weird day. Um, I cannot believe the track turned out the way it did considering the rain. I cannot describe how hard it was raining. Huh. It was raining. JT, living in Florida, you know that when the mega thunderstorms come, how hard it can rain, but it doesn't usually last. You know, that mega rain is usually, mm-hmm. what, 25 minutes? Yep. I swear it rained like that for four hours. It just, but, we were all in the hotel lobby like, well, eventually it'll let up. Let's wait 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes, still going. Still well, going, um, still going. hold on. Did it, did it, was it raining balls like that for practice or no? Had it stopped by the time the tracks, the bikes hit the track? Yeah, so they lucked out. Um, they canceled the first practice. Yep. It did stop um, for most of the practice. Okay. And then halfway through 450 seeded, it came down again. And they didn't even bring 450 B group out until later. Yep. And then it rained hellaciously again for like two more hours. Yeah. Okay. And then they had to. I found out some rules. Um, you, it's not legal in AMA racing to race without practice. Um, I, did you know that if you're top 10 in points, you're automatically qualified? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Uh, I remember that was the old rule. I didn't know that was still the rule. But Roy Jansen told me, he's like, you still have to have a lap time in practice. And it could be a 12-minute lap. But if you never record, if your transponder does not record Oh, I didn't know that. Practice, I did not know that. Yeah. I, I thought you could sit it out yep. if you needed to. You are but not that, allowed I, to sit it out. Okay. But we just, I feel like that stuff is so set in jello. Like, okay, yeah, that, that rule exists, sure. But so, like, so what? Like, show me the rule and then... Show me some addendum you could have that morning too, and like I, I don't know. Like wow. I'm not, I'm not saying Roy's not right. I'm just saying some of that stuff is just so on the fly. Yeah, I think everything says up to discretion of the race director, right? They all say right. that. Yeah. So you're just like, yeah, all right, he can just do whatever he wants. It's well, like, I, I, somebody gave me a contract once and said either party can end this contract at any side for, at any time for any reason. And you're like, what? oh, okay. Wait, what company was that? <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it, but um, it's like, oh, why am I signing this? Why this means nothing? You're contractually obligated to do nothing. Right, right. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, maybe that's true. But anyway, the 450B guys had to wait like two more hours before they could go. Yeah. Out. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, weird day, weird, weird, weird day. But because it's the best track on the circuit, Weege is why it can hold that water and still shape up and everything else. Yeah, I mean, you guys watched it. It wasn't easy by any means, but we've seen worse mud races. Best tra- I cannot believe how much water that track took. Best track on the circuit, Weege? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah, straight up racetrack. Yep. I, 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 don't, I don't think you can argue it. Thank you. JT? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, for sure. Uh-huh. I've, uh, yep. I felt that, felt that way for a while. Uh, yep. I, I really prefer Bud's Creek. But only because you got only because you got no 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 there. i just i just like it i don't i'm not saying it's a better racetrack i just prefer it right. but if you're if you're taking everybody's tastes into account it has a little bit of everything yeah i'll i'll go with melville right all right um yeah let's get into it so cooper webb that was impressive man uh one one on the day he didn't need to get kenny in that second moto to win the overall but uh still did it Obviously, he got a lot of help with getting great starts, but he still rode really good. Um, how much was mud-related, Weege, and how much was just Coop? Like, can can he do this again on a dry track? Uh, I'd say I'm going to give him more credit. Well, now he can. Now that he's done it once, we see how Cooper Webb works. Um, I think it's more likely. I'm not predicting a 1-1 for, for, per se at Washougal, uh-huh. but his odds at Washougal are going to be a whole lot better now than they would have been if he didn't win. So this is the classic racing thing. 
teams say all the time, you almost need a guy to get some fortunate circumstances to get one. And then the confidence flips. Uh, and that's, yeah. I mean, dude, that's Cooper said straight up. That's how it worked in Supercross. I mean, it was a triple crown main. He was on Roxon. Roxon bobbled. He passed Roxon. He won. And it literally changed his career. Mm. It literally changed Cooper Webb's career in a, what, 12-minute, 10-minute sprint race, essentially. Um, so I do think the track was gnarly. Like, Tomac was tracking him down. And every moto this year in that situation, Tomac beats Webb. But this particular time, he couldn't. Maybe that's a little mud-related. You know, they were mm-hmm. exchanging mistakes. But whatever reason, this time Cooper was able to win. He's turned five whole shots into non-wins before this, but this time he got it. And I think that changed everything. And then you totally saw it in Moto2. Now he's so confident, he didn't even just take the overall. He's like, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah. No, nah, I'm going 1-1. Do you, do you think, JT, that this is – is Coop now – I'm not saying he's going to rattle off wins, a bunch of wins, but is Coop going to use this, like we said, to – to start taking off moto wins here and maybe another overall? I think so. I think we've been waiting for the arrival of Cooper Webb all summer. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, he's made mention, and, and we've all seen it. He came into outdoors. I think unprepared is a strong statement, but less prepared than than he probably would have liked to be, you know, just the, the whole Supercross thing, and that's just a normal a normal result of, of Supercross being a priority for him, and he probably didn't as he said at the press conference, didn't care about outdoors yet. So yes, I do think this will propel him into more wins. Uh, I mean, the damage is done, you know, the, this championship wise, but sure. I, I've kind of expected him to be more relevant sooner than this, but yeah, mm-hmm. better late than never. Yeah. He's only, he's behind Kenny by three points or something for third overall. So, you know, there's a bonus there probably for him. At yeah, third. absolutely. Of so. course. And well, just, just, you know, there, like I said, I've said a few times on this show, those guys work their butts off, especially in that program. So to go to the races and not perform sucks. Like you're doing all this work and putting in all, you know, all this effort and to not get anything out of it is, is not great. So regardless of the points, just being able to win on the weekends means a lot. Wow. I was surprised with Zacco four, three on the day, second overall, maybe a little bit of help with the overall type deal, but he missed, of course he missed the last race at red bud with shoulder issue. Um, so he barely, he's barely ridden weed. He said, right. Yeah, so we were texting him on Monday, and he kind of felt he was good to go. Um, but yeah, but we now, can't trust talking... anything he texts us after this crash. We can't trust anything. No, no, after the just banged up and right. then missing eight rounds of Supercross. Right. Right. Um, but he did tell me that he had not been able to do two thirties 30s um, until race day. He could do a, a full moto, and that was about it. I don't know if that was Wednesday or Thursday, he said. Mm-hmm. But they had a feeling that he would be able to bounce back enough, and then... He's just a tenacious man. Like, it's like he could do one and a half motos, and then he just made up the other half by just being gnarly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard work. It's impressive. JT, it's hard work, that, what he had to do on his shoulder. If he's got his this collarbone, shoulder bone thing, uh, where the collarbone goes in, I guess, uh, it's Millville, Sand Whoops, uh, Hills, and Mud. A lot of strength, a lot of endurance. Like, impressive. Yeah. Yes, it was impressive. But if you really look at the situation, he was off the bike for like a week. <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, he got hurt uh, on July fourth, and then that was a Thursday, and he was riding again the following Thursday. Like I'm not saying he was out pounding motos, but he was back on the motorcycle the following Thursday. So there wasn't some big break or time off or rehab stint or anything like that. So 
if he was at, you know, uh, pain-free or close to it going into to Millville, we shouldn't be shocked. I didn't expect him to be that good, but knowing he was only off the bike a week, it's not really a big deal. Tomac was just okay. Bad start in the second moto for him. Worked his way to the fifth. I think, I think when at the end of the day, uh, JT, he puts points on Marv. Eli does. Mm-hmm. He's not worried about Zach. He's not worried about Coop. Uh, good day in the mud. Like, you know, shit can go sideways in the mud at any time. And so if you're Coop, if you're Eli, I mean, you got, you're 2-5, put points on Marv. Cool. See you guys at Washougal. I was surprised. He was not happy uh, with his riding. He said a little bit there on TV, then he elaborated on it in the press conference. Um, he's doing a great job of doing what I feel like he's been criticized for before. Like, he's managing week to week really well, mm-hmm. which is, that's been a complaint like he needs to be better at that and i feel like he's doing a good job of it but he's just a racer dude and he's not happy getting third overall he was not pumped yes he did make gain points but uh he's not happy he, he wasn't pumped on third i was actually surprised how, un, how frustrated it, he was has it come out yet about this nations at all Weech? is it sort of known uh no i did talk to uh mike pelletier from the ama was there i was talking to him he seems Way more confident than I thought people would be about there. There will be a team, and it'll be a good team. Oh, I meant Eli um, going. I meant Eli going. No, I know that. Oh, um, oh, so I'm oh. taking the big thing, and then I'm yep. getting from general to specific. Um, he said he hasn't been straight up given a no from anybody yet. Okay. Uh, so it's not a yes, but he hasn't gotten no's. And I'm like, because that was my first thing. I'm like, wait, riders really want to do this? Like, you haven't been rejected? He's like, no one I've asked has straight up said absolutely not. Hmm. Right. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Like, I think we don't know where this is well, going to Well, I up. mean, look, with the AMA buying you two coach tickets, I mean, why not? <laughs> no, that's not – That's not. I don't think that's how it works. What do you mean? I think they get – no, that's not That's not the deal. Well, when I went, it was. Uh, okay, well, that was like 15 years ago, Steve. Uh, I think they get three <laughs> – I think they get three grand uh, per diem. That, that's what I heard, three grand. Okay, that's two so tickets. So do, do whatever you okay. want. No, yeah. that's one business ticket is what it comes yeah, down but, to. That, that's what it's built for is one business okay, ticket. Okay, well, with, so. one, with that one business ticket, I'm surprised that people aren't just jumping all over it. Okay, well, I'm just trying to I'm trying to share facts. That's all. I don't believe uh, – I, I don't expect Tomac to be on the team, but as of now, it's not like right. hard. I, I've not heard that officially uh, that way. Do you guys know – I was looking at some stats today. Moosecan's average start is 10.1 this summer. And, well, that's skewed, though. Well, whatever. How many times have you been on the ground? Whatever. It's still meaning he puts himself in positions to get taken out off the starts, which is what's been happening to him a little bit. And it happened to him at Millville. Happened to him at uh, Redbud. Um, he's just – he. I mean, third in the first moto is good. Seventh from uh, 22nd, I believe, in moto two. Probably further back than that, of course. Passed some guys on the first lap. but And again, we, we don't have the technology. We don't have no, the technology. we don't. Can't we do cannot. it. cannot. Nope, can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, cannot no. figure out where he was at the first uh, section. First section. No, nope. no. There's there's split times and uh, tracks divided into thirds, but nope. It would be impossible to figure out what the running order was. Right. Until right. they hit the checkered flag the, yes. or the green flag in the first lap. Yep. Till Cindy Thomas puts it down on paper. It doesn't. It, That's it's, right. It's not. That's right. It's not truth. We have now officially we're into year 51 since uh, Man on a Moon. You know, we've yeah. gone 50 years, and now the clock begins again, but we still don't have the technology um, anyways, to do this. Marvin's – it's weird because Marvin's – I think he got he got off the podium in 24 motos last year four times, I believe. And he's already been off the podium like six times 
and there's still six motos, uh, eight motos to go. So just a weird year for Marv. Still second in the points, but just crashing more than ever before. Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, a lot of these crashes are not crashes. They're first-turn crashes, which are a little more random. Yeah. But it is, in general, the same kind of pattern we saw in Supercross. I feel like this year you could probably argue that there have been moments where Marv was faster than he's ever been in both series. But he's also been more mistake-prone. I don't know if those two yeah. things... I mean, there's a good chance they're related. At least in Supercross. They were crashes while riding. First-turn crashes aren't the result of hanging it out, but... Doesn't it seem that? Like he's been faster at his peak, but more erratic. I don't know if I'd go faster at his peak. Maybe. I, I, I don't maybe, know, man. Maybe. maybe. Like, yeah. Dude, just a couple. First moto of a WW Ranch and Southwick were yep. pretty damn good. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, just a weird year for Marv. I don't know, yeah. though. Is it, is it really, though? I feel like, I feel like he's done this time and time again, and it's cost him big time. You know, the the moto he threw away at Southwick, um, you know, where it came down to the, the, the end at Ironman of, for the title was still up for grabs. I, I don't know. I just feel like he, as precise and calculated as he is, he's almost developed this uh, just knack for inopportune crashes and incidents. Um, and I'm not saying they're even his fault. You know, sometimes he's just subject to... Uh, the wrong place at the wrong time, but they are costly, man. They're they're really adding up over the years. You know, whether it's the Seattle penalty or or crashes where he just throws a ton of points away, or gets stuck under his motorcycle, or first turn crashes, or whatever. Um, he's absolutely fast enough to be in the championship conversation, but he's he's shooting himself in the foot time and time again. By the way, I think we're gonna we're gonna try and reenact that red bud tracked under the motorcycle with myself. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna film it. Because I have pretty strong views on that, so stay tuned, everybody. Um, With the motorcycle running, right? It's got to be running. No, it won't be running. I mean, but but we'll that's keep, a but we'll, that to me that's a big part of it. We'll we'll take into account that it was running for Marv. Obviously, I'm not gonna well, I'm not gonna get the bike off me by going to the rear of the bike. Like we're gonna assume that the tire is running and you know everything. Sprockets you're going to assume turning. all these. You're going to reenact everything, but take away the most dangerous part of all of it. Well, JT, when they reenact car accidents, they don't actually put a human in the car. You know, they, they, there's some limits on reenactment. Well, they also you, they also don't question why the person didn't try to climb out of the well, car when it was on we're, fire. We're, like, and, and they're climbing through the fire. Well, the the forensics will will line it all up. We'll see, won't we? Okay. Um, Rock- I, I feel like this is going to be a real jaded view of how this actually. Went. So, so Marv's number one reason of I didn't want to move too much because the rear wheel and chain and sprocket were spinning. We're going to eliminate the spinning wheel and chain and sprocket. <laughs> well, no, no, because, no. I am not going to simply go to the back of the motor. Like, yes, Marv, your concern is valid. The, the rear wheel is going and the sprockets are turning. That is a very valid reason. Therefore, I, in my reenactment, will not go to the rear of the motorcycle. I will not go there. And we will try. To, and we will. We will try multiple scenarios, like when Sully hit the birds in the movie, and they went through all those scenarios. We will do that. Stay tuned. Can't uh, wait. Okay, Roxon. Uh, never saw him in the first moto. Fourteenth. We each just never saw him. Don't know what happened. No, I never. Just fourteenth either. And honestly, all I could see was timing and scoring, just like you folks. And I swear he was just in fourteenth so the just whole moto. Isaac Teasdale, just nothing. Couldn't do a thing. I, 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 
do not understand. <laughs> he was not that much further back, right? It wasn't like he went from 40th to 14th, right? No, I think he basically stayed there, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, actually, they have him in 11th, so he... He, he must he must have went I think he went down though at some point because he was further back than that but basically yes he uh, second moto almost won know. yep second moto almost won fourteen two there you go yeah yeah his yep. best moto probably since high point um, in a month and a half so he followed the fourteenth yep. with a good bounce back yep uh, that he hasn't had in six weeks that makes a lot of sense right right do we do we ask the obvious question was it is it, it temperature high. related yeah yeah I, it's fair. Um, without knowing, and I guess he doesn't either, whatever this weirdo thing is, like, Zacco told me that the track was way, way rougher in Moto2 because it was turning all square-edged and harder, but right. I don't know. For Kenny, you have a, probably a better guess than me, JT. In some situations, a rougher track, is the weather just a bigger factor than a track getting rougher, maybe? I, I don't know. I, I Yeah. Sure, but I don't know what to <laughs> even attribute his difficulties to. I, I no, no idea. Don't. I don't, so... <laughs> Yes. I'm just gonna bow out of it and say it's mysterious and it's it seems just moto to moto. But the only thing we can point to is the first not hot moto we've had in weeks and weeks, yep. and yep. he had a great moto one out of two. So I don't know. I mean, there's I don't know that he could well, really give you a, a strong answer either. Was it not hot that second moto because the rain stopped, humidity comes up after it? Stopped. I mean, the high was only was, the high was 76 for the yeah. day. Oh, well, so. it was oh, okay. actually. It was actually incredibly nice out after the rain. It was right, like, right. hey, let's hang out outside. It's 72 and breezy. Uh, Fly Racing's John Short, JT. What a wow. day. 6-8. Yeah, him, I, I mean, it was the day for the privateers, right? I mean, Henry Miller, the first moto. Um, all those guys. Fifth. Teasdale with the whole shot. Fifth for Henry Miller. Teasdale with the whole shot. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I definitely those guys deserve a ton of credit. And I don't want to not shine on John Short's day, but it just seemed like a day for privateers to, to break out. Um, and those guys rode great. I mean, if you look at John Short's lap times, he was doing 225s and, you know, at the weight and the end of the moto that were better than most of the guys around him. So it wasn't some fluke, which uh, Greg Alberson rode on a pit board, which is cool, but it really wasn't. I mean, his lap times absolutely backed up his results. So I don't want people to think that he lucked into it somehow. No, Wait I mean, let's Greg Albertson is his mechanic. I'm I'm pretty damn positive it was. It looked a lot like him. Yeah. If not, I apologize, but it looked a lot like him. Wow. Six eight though. I mean, has John Short ever gotten eighth in a moto? Ninth at Southwick. Okay. Six eight on the day. Good job, John Short. Teddy, uh what do you think what do you think Teddy Park's experience uh bonus program is? I know uh I know Fly Racing paid him a bonus. I'll oh yeah? That. Yeah. Yep. Pretty decent too. Teddy uh, told me he's been getting lots of crap from fans because when they ran his feature, uh, apparently it was during a pass of the lead at high point. So it's even trickled all the way down to Teddy. Oh, JT. Yeah, no, we we discussed that on this podcast. Well, I know. I'm just saying oh, that yeah. even Teddy has right. now heard yeah. this criticism. Uh, we're like, hey, what uh, do you have feature? He's like, oh, I'm getting this crap from people because uh, there's some battle for the lead. I am not going to argue with Teddy Parks about anything. I'm not going to confront no. the man. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> like, I mean, how many guns do you think he's got on his person? Like minimum at any time. Three, three? for sure. Yeah, three minimum. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Each boot for sure. <laughs> hey, and actually, Isaac Teasdale like pulled the whole shot, like you said, JT. Got thirteenth. Second moto was up there again and dropped back to twentieth. But man, he's been pretty good. He's obviously you know he's on a JGR bike. I don't know if exactly the same as as um, um, Norrin's, but it's got to be pretty good and. 
he's working on a, on an outside sponsor for the team, and they may he may be on that team next year from what we know. But I think Isaac Teasdale's actually been pretty surprising. Talking about whole, talking about privateers. Well, he he's gotten better. Um, he wasn't fantastic in his early motos at all. You know, he Southwick he was just outside the top twenty both motos. Uh, Redbud was a little better, but then uh, he's been improving. Is is the point I'm right. trying to get to? Yeah. So, do you, uh, it, it, it's cool to see for sure. Do you want to talk about Derek Kelly, JT? Talking about privateers? I don't want to talk about anything fantasy related at all. Okay, all right, moving on. I do not. Um, <laughs> did you guys happen to see Ben Lemay's Instagram? I don't no. think so. I guess in the second moto, I think it was maybe his first moto. Hold on, I can look at the results here. Um, Second moto, I guess there was some track work done, and they didn't fix a rut or something. And him and Miriam were, you know, right in front of each other, and they hit the same lip and almost died on Chatapult. You should check it out. If your phone's in front of you, go on Instagram. Check out Ben LeMay. There's, it looks like there's a grenade in the ground that they both ran over, like a landmine. There was two landmines. And they they almost have the exact same crash. They go flying over the chatapult, off the bike, flying through the air. And Ben said, under the mud, you know, they groom it with a dozer, and under the mud there was just a chuck hole, and both guys hit it, and it was lights out. Yeah, I wonder if that's uh, wonder if the same thing happened to Plessinger, Sagamoto. Yeah, maybe. Uh, good job for Henry Miller, like we said. Uh, Anderson was uh, way back in the second moto, rode well to get up to twelfth, but he didn't have a day he wanted. Dean Wilson didn't have a day he wanted. Blake Baggett, JT. I don't know. Yep, I don't know. Yep. Moving on. Blake Baggett. Yeah, it's it was a it was a tough day for a lot of people, including yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> but there were, I mean, some really strange results for a lot of factory guys. But uh, that's where the, the privateers. Yep. You know, they they capitalized. Joey Savachi, Weege. What? Uh, this is he's got to be bordering on. Uh, besides the Bills Pipe Suzuki team back in the day, <laughs> Goddard boarding on the most motos spent in the mechanics area. It's not been good. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's almost, yeah, schedu- it's almost scheduled at this point. Yeah, it does seem like we're going to have a data session, uh, maintenance. Maybe is it routine scheduled maintenance? I think minutes, the, I think they pull them in like a NASCAR team. They, I think they're mistaking the I sport. See. They're like, Hey, you got to pull in, you got to pull in. We got to do, do swap out the tires. I don't know. Well, speaking Matt, of that, I, the chaparral. Oh, go ahead, JT. Go ahead. Sorry. Speaking of that, yeah. that was one of the greatest things I saw all weekend. There was a scheduled fuel stop for uh, I don't know the, yeah, the rider's I name. Saw that. He's number one fifty. Number one fifty two. What? They had a five gallon drum of gas, and it, the pit, the pit board said fuel next lap. He came in. They poured gas. Forget about a you know a a um, functional gas you know system. They had a five gallon VP gas can down there to add fuel to his bike and this was uh obviously planned so yeah that's uh, um it's going to be a tough to get a good result with a scheduled fuel stop Ryder Hannonen from minnesota what? what's a, a modern was a 250 well 250 or 450 they're about the same what's the gas tank these days about 1.7 1. 1.8 1. i, I, I couldn't tell you yeah Something yeah like and and it is tight like it is tight. Like the Honda, a stock Honda at a track like Southwick or Millville where it's super deep, you're probably not gonna gonna make it without a bigger tank or a you know, blown yeah. up blown out yeah. tank. So Good job for John Short though, going back to him. Good job. That's awesome. That's unbelievable. Really good. Yeah. Have you guys talked to him much through I mean he's been good for the last couple of years. Oh, he's a he's a fantasy well. sneaky. He's a he's a sneaky fantasy guy. Yeah. 
No, for uh, sure, results-wise, but I've never hung out with the dude. Do you guys know, know him? Yeah, him? I've talked to him a bunch. Okay. Yeah, not as much as Dan, okay. Dan Truman has, but yeah. Oh, well. You put sneaky fantasy in, and we know Truman's going to burn the guy down. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about fantasy uh, uh, BFI bins on uh, garbage bins on fire? Dan Truman's fantasy team was unbelievable. <laughs> I, 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 it's unbelievable. Um, JT, is this a byproduct of, again, it wasn't the muddiest race ever, but it was certainly a muddy race. Is it just chance, or what the hell was going on with all the normal guys? I mean, these moto scores are Dean, outrageous. Dean Dean Wilson looked like he never even he just ate mud all day. Like I don't. Well, did you you know? Did you see his crash on the start? No. I mean, he made it about ten feet. He crashed. He was on the very inside gate. Yep. He got pushed into the banners. He, it's on his Instagram. It's it's fantastic. Probably not for him, but yeah. I mean, he he barely gets out of the gate, and then it's just flipping through the mud. Uh, oh, I didn't know that was Dean. Because in the first moto we had his GoPro, he was on the outside gate and got blasted. So I guess he just tried, I'll just go all the way to the inside. <laughs> and then he yeah, crashed. And, and then I, Anderson, you saw, was down yep. twice in the first lap the of moto one. And yep. then again in the first turn. What was going on? Yep. yep. Bogle went down moto two late. He was up yep. there. Um, yeah, just a, he had something going on with his bike. Oh. He ended up cutting his front brake line. Wasn't good. Oh, Barsha went down to Moto One, or what happened early on? Because he was way back. I don't yeah, know. I, it, it was. He it was well, it, actually. It yeah. was Henry Miller, John Short, and Teasdale just running away with the first yeah. moto. Just see you later. We're it was. They weren't even getting pressure. No, no. It was cruising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird day. Weird day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Four fifty wise. Uh, nope. Tomac looking good for the title or no? What do you think? Yeah, I like his chances. I do. I really do. <laughs> I, I, do yeah, I, I really like his chances. <laughs> it's looking um, good. All right, everybody. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis. Thanks for listening. Also, Race Tech. Ben LeMay using Race Tech on that bike that was flipping over the Chatapult. Uh, no doubt when it landed, if it landed on suspension, it, it absorbed it softly. Uh, thank you, Race Tech. Pulp 19 is the code to save. You know, I'll choose his race tech is Michael Lessie. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh, the Canadian national drama going on right now with our buddy Phil and, and Mike and, and everybody. But uh, race tech, get your, motor to work, get your motor work done. Get your suspension serviced by the folks at race tech. Thank you for those guys for coming on board. And thanks, Fly Racing. Flyracing.com, everybody. Uh, this is the Millville wrap-up. Uh, uh, Weege, what's the new magazine? I'm, so, I'm supposed to do a read, but I don't have it in front of me. The new Racer X magazine. Um, what, what are we, what are what's, we, what's in it? Yeah, what are we doing? We got a, on. got a 125 story. We got a Unadilla history piece. Oh, here. I got it. I just pulled it up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Marvin Muscan heats up on the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross and onto the cover of the September issue of Race X Magazine. Drama Class by Jason Wygant. Unadilla yep. by, D- by DC. Uh, there's a 125 story by Mike Emery and Langers goes off in Oregon somewhere. And there's something about O'Neill. Go pick it up, everybody. Yeah. 50 years of O'Neill, 50 years of Unadilla, 50 years of Man on the Moon. 50 years Still of. can't put a transponder in the first turn, but. 50 years of Jim Hawley wearing O'Neill. It's phenomenal. There's a pretty cool. Uh, JT, I'm sure this is your favorite topic. If you go to O'Neill's site, they have like a video of like photos of through the years. And I got to admit, like, I, I forgot actually how strong O'Neill, O'Neill has been at times. Dude, Tim Ferry, The Rock. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Think about how many years The Rock just ran O'Neill, just just oh, crushing gosh. it, O'Neill. Oh, gosh, yes, year after year. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. All right, two fifty class review. 
Uh, this was big from AC, man. Like, again, with the mud, anything can happen. 3-1. Although, JT, he scared me in Moto 1. He had those late laps. I'm like, wonder if he was falling apart or what was happening. I guess oh, it was a vision God. issue, but uh, I was very scared for Adam for a little bit there. I was like, what is this kid doing? Is he just, you know, falling apart here? But he, he rebounded it nicely. So, um, good job for AC this weekend. And that's huge. He puts puts um, 11 points on Ferrandis and with eight motos to go. The gap is uh, 36? Yep. 36? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, nice work for Adam. He needed that. Ferrandis well, had won four out of the last five motos. Yeah, that was uh, – you're going into that, and you are you know how good Ferrandis can be in those conditions. So, on some level, I think AC was probably just like, I just need to just manage this day. Like, this right. can't be yep. a disaster. Yep. So, for him to add 11 points, man, that's <laughs> – it's pretty damn good because I would have expected Ferrandis to to knock a couple points off there with those conditions. I I agree 100%. Like yeah, I just if you're Adam you're like, "Hey man, I've never done that well at Millville." I think Weed you brought up his his results there. He, um he hasn't done that well at a lot of national tracks, but he he's changing did, that. Uh, this year. He did. Yeah, it was he mentioned it uh, yeah. after Redbud. He's like, "Millville is not a good track for me." Right. Yeah. But um yeah, good job for Adam, for sure. 38 point, 36 points, like I said. So uh, he really rode well. That second moto, like, he was barely on the TV because he was just pulling away, just just clinic. So, Yeah, yeah, and, and now it just keeps – for sure, Ferrandez could have gotten on a roll. We see guys go 1-1 at Red Bud, and then all of a sudden it ignites it. But you just have such little margin for error. Like, he can't even afford to tie AC in points week in and week out, let alone even lose a few here and there. And, dude, Ferrandez was going balls out <laughs> – you see some of those attempts. Oh my! His, yeah, by Nichols there. Yeah. Oh, he's had a couple of bonsai charges in the sand whoops, just trying to make it happen. Um, not easy on a like muddy one-lined track. So it bit him. Like that's the problem. He cannot afford to even get thirds or fourths. He has to go for the gusto every time. Well, and I think points. I think a lot of that was a, a byproduct of first lap position. You know, Adam was out front both times yeah. or near the front. And yeah. it's life's a lot easier up there. So yeah, yeah. You yep. know he was stressing about that, right? Yeah, exactly. So as much as we're like, ah, points don't matter. You just got to get momentum on your side. I guess they do sometimes because yeah. it probably did lead him to like, oh shit, I have to take every risk now. Yeah, I can't yep. finish behind him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the, I don't like. Okay, so Amark goes off. Okay, by the way, the troll train is fucking back. All right, we are back and we are going to the front. Okay, so I'm just getting that out of the way right now. And Washugal is a good track for us, and and it and it is, it is. on. It Wait a is on. It is. Yes, it's a good track for you. Yes, hundred percent. Oh, really? Yep. And the, so, in the spirit of every track is good for him now, or. I'm pulling up his results from Washugal right now. So, so, can... so for Alex, you just got to get through that lull at Millville, and then <laughs> well, look out. I'm not saying it's a better track. I'm saying it's just oh, a okay, good track okay. for us. All right, okay. don't twist my words around. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> here we go. All right. So, what we've done, I and mean, we were we were on other teams then, but uh, we got a sixth last year. Uh, but we went. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about last year. Um, year before that, we crashed out. We weren't there. Year before that was uh, a win. In 2016, we won Washougal. It's a good track for us. <laughs> One out of every four years, we're going to put it together. Um, so anyways, so like he goes off the track off the start. There's banners everywhere. 
Ramir Alves goes off the track in Moto 1, and did you guys see what he did? And yeah. He didn't die. I don't know how he didn't Full die. Full send. Full send right <laughs> through the banners. So, okay. So that is exhibit A of what not to do. You both agree with me? Yeah, you can't okay. just, like, he just merged into traffic <laughs> like Frogger. <laughs> so, Seriously, it was like Frogger. So, you can't do that. Amart rides around the banners and jumps, loses some spots because he would have been second. Mm-hmm. He, he jumps in about fifth, sixth, probably. Um, Alves gets no penalty, but almost dies and does the wrong thing. I see, I don't know, seven privateers riding down the side of the track in both motos combined. I hear no other penalties for anybody else other than Amart. Like, this whole well, thing is so but weird. But was Amart was hauling ass on that fire dude, road. Dude, the other guys were too. No, not oh. like he was. I mean, Amart was like full tuck. He was well, we really just talked about Alves full send. He obviously was full send. Well, he but he came down a grass hill and I, threw banners. I know, like, and but then just merged into traffic right. like it was the four hundred five at rush hour. I know, but I'm saying like, like wh- what are we doing with these penalties, man? They're all over the place. I think they're uh, in a vacuum. <laughs> okay, then fine, great. I, I I mean, I just okay. So they just give Amart one spot. Like, but I don't know how you're going to build a hard and fast Adam gets when those situations are so different. Adam gets uh, what do you get, Redbud? Three spots, five spots. What do you get? Three, two to three, five. I think. Yeah, second two. to fifth. Two? Was it two? I thought it was three. Okay, I thought it was three too. Anyway, no, it was three to five. Okay, so Adam uh, gets Hampshire got second. Adam yeah. gets two spots. Martin gets one. Alves gets nothing. The seven other privateers that I know of got nothing. Ferrandez gets nothing at Southwick. Like. This thing is getting out of hand. They're they're losing control a little bit on this. Yeah, and what is it that is leading to? I've never seen this many. I agree, and that was my next. I was good. That was next topic. Is that part of it? (laughs) What about Lawrence and Mark? And uh, sorry, Lawrence and AC. And AC in the first. No, it wasn't first lap. It was few laps in. It was the first time going down that hill. No, no, no. It was not. It was not Moto One. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely was first Moto. First Moto two fifty. Hunter okay. goes what off the that? track, and then AC's like, well, AC, that's a good one. Okay. I'll just follow him. Yeah, down. Adam's like, oh, cool, sweet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. <laughs> and AC puts his hand up. Yeah, that was good. My bad. I just, what, like. You know he had to be just oh, beside himself freaky. coming down the hill. Like, what is going on? For the love of all things holy, can I please stay on the track? And, and, and Hunter just, like, he Hunter looked like he slowed down, too. But they're going downhill, so hard to say, but. Like I'm with you, we just my second point I was gonna bring up. Like, what the hell is happening? What what's everyone's off the track everywhere. Including JT at Unadilla. In no, two thousand yeah. yeah, we BS. caught red handed. Caught red handed on, on photos, yes. But <laughs> there were no photos or evidence, but he was caught. <laughs> Weimer owes me a hundred bucks. <laughs> I, I just like like what is like yeah, I don't know, man. I just I don't care. Like it's one spot. It didn't even affect Amart's overall. But why one? And why two for Adam? And why nothing for Fernandez? And why nothing for Alves? And why nothing for the other privateers? And what the hell is going on with Hunter Lawrence and Adam Adam in the first moto? Like I, Can I somebody just, check on Canfield? Dude. Oh, we need God. to check on him. Oh head is just spinning. I it, I, I just couldn't get over the comedy of the and now maybe in that first turn there was just no way they could get back on the track but it was just hilarious they're like ah, i'm just hitting the exit road yeah i'm out 
And, I'm out. I'm just heading up this road. And Alves, like, what are you doing? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what? I'm just going for it. You're going down up. That's Fire probably a, that's probably a four foot bank through a banner <laughs> while the guys are going wide open down a straightaway. I think he had his eyes closed. <laughs> right? Hundred <laughs> percent. He's like, whatever language, whatever country he's from, he's saying that in that language, and he's saying, "God be with me." But he crossed like three lanes of traffic. God, God. Alves is just straight Floridian. He actually, despite the despite the name, he's hold on. No, he's he not. Speaks, he no, I've he was he raced at our uh, main event for several times. Okay, I know but from the Reddits, he speaks English very well. That's fine, but he's from like, another I think country. It's his first language. He's just from Miami or something. Come on, yeah. no, no, he's not. He's not. He's got to be from another country. Okay, no, he's just, pre- he went to the same high school Paul Parabinos did. <laughs> All right, Trump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Send him back. Send right, him no, back. He, he really, he really did. All right, Trump. I'm telling you, dude. You talk to him. He doesn't even have an accent of any kind. He's just his well, name's when, when Dan Truman was imitating him about a broken ankle, he was he had an accent when Dan was imitating oh. him. Well, I think his uh, I think his family okay. there there are definitely some. I think it's Brazilian, okay. maybe. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Um, the off the track stuff. The off the track even... stuff. I, I mean, I, w- what's going on? Like, and and why random penalties? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the Amart. Like, okay, I, do either one of you think Hunter and Adam should have got something? No, no, no. definitely not. Okay, I'm gonna say no. Okay, they lost a lot of time. They didn't mean to. They definitely didn't gain an advantage. So if you just put your hand up, you're okay. If 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 Amart puts his hand up, he's fine. Well, he slowed down a lot, which I think is the more important part of this. It's a shit show right now with this stuff. It is. Here's, here's I think, where the issue is coming in. This is, this is going to be the problem now. Because I think everybody understands the general rule is as long as you do not gain an advantage, right? Right. And they didn't gain by going off the track there. However, when it comes to a start, um, you could maybe make an argument. That by not shutting off in the first turn, mm-hmm. riding the fire road, and letting two dudes pass you, um, maybe you gained 15 positions by going wide open into the first turn, and you just give one or two back. Like, doing yeah. it off the start, to me, that's really hard to estimate that you didn't gain an advantage. Going well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, I, you're, and Alves and, and Alex had good starts. They were going yeah, in they the, were first first. Turn the front. They were first. Yeah, but to... Just say I didn't lose any time, and that means it's okay going off they the did. track in the first turn. Okay, he lost a tiny bit, but no, they I, lost. I, I mean, Amar went from first to I'm going to say seventh or eighth, and Alves went from first to like fifteenth or twentieth. Yeah, uh, Alex didn't lose that much ground. He was he, lost, he was at least at least sixth, at least. So you feel he lost five spots by going at off least. the track? Yes. And then they still said that wasn't enough and penalized well, that, him. All right, I guess I could say that's, that. That's my whole thing. And and Adam last time to Joey Crown at Redbud, and they finally got tired of him, I guess, and just said, stop going off the track. Well, he went off the track again in Millville, put his hand uh, up. The very first lap of the very first moto. It's like, good God, <laughs> dude. Know. The start thing, going off the track at the start, I don't know. That wouldn't be, That's going to be really hard to, to figure out what's an appropriate. I don't even know. I feel like the pro circuit should hire a bunch of people and just post them everywhere on the track with arrows to Adam. Like, just stop. But, I, but I think he did it right. I think he did. He got it right this time. He made a, wow. a very concerted effort to slow down. He Could, put his hand up to let everyone know that he was trying to slow down. Can we? He looked back. He. I mean, he did it. I think he did everything right. Can we talk about how it looked like he legitimately just followed Hunter? Yeah, that wasn't ideal. 
<laughs> like he looked like he just was like, oh, cool. Well, when you're coming down, when you're coming around that turn, and, and I've obviously raced Nova a ton, you're coming around that turn, it's it's blind. So you see all these tracks it, it, of a dozer working. It probably just looked like a like, normal line like because you can't far. tell it's the it's the what's the first lap of the race, and they had reworked the entire track. So how are you supposed to know where the dozer tracks are leading you off the track and where the dozer tracks are leading you onto the track? So I, I think it was a fairly easy mistake to make, but it still was comedy. Um. All right. Uh, what else? Um, uh, Hunter Lawrence. See you later. First moto gone. Good job for Hunter. Uh, second moto didn't get quite the start, but rode pretty well. So, um, yeah, Hunter Lawrence, third overall, one six on transmission, the transmission. Transmission issues, maybe we're hearing, maybe possibly. What with with Hunter Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear any of that. Okay. Yeah, I heard. Uh, well, heard he missed missed a shift off the start, and then maybe missed some other shifts during uh, the race. But, well, I was going to yeah. say, so Sexton broke and Christian Craig broke. Tough no, day. Uh, I think Hunter just said that he missed a shift off the start. I don't think he said he had any other. Yeah. I mean, he still got sixth. He still rode good. Yeah, I didn't hear Yeah, I'm just know. saying what I what well, I heard afterwards. Well, I'm, oh, I'm not okay. saying he, he said that on air or anything. I'll wait. To the, I, it's okay. un, unconfirmed. I'll wait for the PR. Oh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, they do a terrible job. They do. There. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Sexton broke in the first moto last lap, I think. And then Christian Craig broke. Craig came back. A few laps yeah. to go for Sexton. I would have yeah. been very excited yeah. if it was the last lap. There was uh, maybe three laps to go. So, yeah, tough day for the Geico guys outside of Hunter getting that moto win, which is awesome. Um, Cooper, Justin Cooper, yeah, another another tough day for him. So, Ferrandis um, is starting to pull away a little bit. Yeah, it's just – it's funny. And, honestly, you can even say last year uh, was a similar pattern. Like, Justin Cooper was better at the beginning of last year than the end. I don't know what – could be the reasoning for that. I don't want to just start theorizing, but uh, he's just not as he's just not as good. He's still good, but he's not maybe the mm-hmm. best rider in the series good any longer. Which you could maybe have argued that, uh, uh, you know, round two, three or so. But how is he? How is he able to put up these qualifying lap times though? That's the weird thing. You know, I was talking to uh, uh, Seth Rarick. I did a podcast with him this week, and I was just talking about. Well, here's something interesting. <laughs> this is how the conversation started. <laughs> they have all the riders go to the Lucas Oil Studios before the season, and they ask them a bunch of questions. They use them all year as like tidbits on tracks mm-hmm. and uh, theories. So one thing they asked every rider was like, if you could combine two or three riders ever, what would be the best rider ever? So a lot of guys are like, ah, Carmichael's fitness, Stu's speed, like that kind of thing. Um, the only rider <laughs> who ever identified himself as part of the ultimate mix Justin Cooper said, my speed, Carmichael's fitness. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. it was very bold. <laughs> so I uh, was talking to Rarick about it, and Rarick knows Justin Cooper from way back. They're from New York and then working with Star and Swanepoel. And took, he's like, Took Hart Rath's ride. Yeah, he did not take Hart Rath's ride. He took Challen Tennant's ride. Uh, and Seth was like, no, man, that's not actually that crazy. Like, his speed during the week is even crazier than the qualifying. Like, his speed is so ridiculous. It's just trying to get it all to work together. But they say his raw speed during the week is just absolutely insane. The qualifying speed, obviously, as JT's alluding to, he's literally been fast qualifier in half of the races he's ever been in. That's crazy. It's a crazy stat. That's unbelievable. Yep. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like he's got raw speed, but harnessing it all. Seth Rowe's theory is like maybe he's going so balls fast that like it's hard to do that for 30 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. They're, 
I, I bet I just honest if I had I don't know the kid at all and Will Hahn yeah. will, Will Hahn's an idiot so he's not going to really tell us but <laughs> I would think just he's a second year for him this thing is a grind and he's been on the Supercross title chase and now these nationals are racking up and it's just a grind and you just got to get well, used to it you know this is the first full season he's ever done and it's not even a full season no. it's a half a Supercross season yeah. and an outdoor season because last year. He only raced one Supercross and got hurt at the second one. Right. And then he raced outdoors. So I don't think you're wrong there. I think maybe he, because he looks like, and I always, I mention this word a lot on our shows, but it's flat, right? He doesn't have the intensity in the races that he had earlier in the season. Uh, even, especially on the first lap, like he was a shoe in to lead first laps earlier in the season. And now, even if he gets the whole shot, it just, it isn't the same as it used to be. You know, he just doesn't have that that raw speed in the early laps, like that high heart rate, high intensity pace for some reason. And I could be completely wrong, but that's just what I see from the outside. Yeah. Uh, Moseman re-signed with Rockstar Husky. That's good. They So they're going to have, uh, um, they should have RJ Covington and Moseman next year. Weege, is that the word we hear, right? Uh, I'm a little bummed because uh, I was at the track. Uh, didn't hear anything about this. No press releases from Husqvarna. And then all of a sudden, just rando Instagram post. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm on the team. And then Moseman, or uh, Bobby Hewitt today, we signed Moseman. I'm like, what? We're at the track. No one talked about this. Yeah. And nothing from the team as a yeah, press release. Like, what? Yeah. What? Hashtag motocross. Yeah. What about Swole, though? Wouldn't Swole be on that team as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely is. Yeah. Red Dog's guy. Um, Red Dog's guy. Can I just? I mean, are we? Can we're I just, sure Covington is? He had a two-year deal. I just like, hold I'm on. Not, I'm not sure of anything uh, with Covington yeah. right now. <laughs> um, here's the text I got from Tim Ferry What's today. It? Today. Oh, oh, this is gonna be good. John Short has been sleeping on my couch in my apartment. I guess he's pretty fast. Oh, I used to do that. I said he killed it this weekend. He goes, I guess so. Geez, I didn't know he was that fast. <laughs> like I can't get enough of these texts from this guy. It's honestly should be a weekly thing on RacerX Online. It's just it's amazing. Okay, so. wait. So first of all, JT, you slept in the same couch? Uh, or in I the shop. Not it's the same couch, but I definitely stayed where he's sleeping many, 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 many times. <laughs> that's that's great. Second of all, so Timmy knows the guy well enough where he's sleeping at his track yeah. or house or whatever, yep, yep. but not really aware. Not of- really aware of his speed or watches him or anything, right? <laughs> like, he, he probably thought John Short, even though he's number 63, so that would indicate a national number, but Timmy just thought probably that was his Loretta Lynn's number, maybe? <laughs> well, I think it's fair if he didn't know that he was capable of going 6'8". I think true. that's fair. True, true. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone thought he was that good. Like, that's... Uh, we have a stacked field still. It's not like the end of the year and everybody's hurt. Like Mitchell Falk did well in his return. It's a good job for Mitchell Falk. He did. He um, did. That was impressive. Yeah, that was good. Um, uh, what about Kevin Moran's, man? Guy's on it. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing I well. Wrote a, I, I, I slid into his DMs today just to say uh, how good of a job he's doing. Yeah. And uh, he wears fly, so there's a little connection there. But I, I've been impressed, man. I, nobody really knows a lot about him, but he's riding really well. Um, what else? Uh, oh, Zane Merritt. Talk about oh, privateers yeah, again. On Zane Merritt, you Dude, were pumped on. Zane I Merritt. like Zane Merritt. Have you ever yeah, talked I to took Zane? Tired to the face. Have you ever talked to Zane Merritt? I've not. Um, the guy's awesome. He's got a really cool attitude. Yep. He's a nice dude. He tries hard, dude, and he's he's so um worried about quitting 
because for fantasy purposes, that he has to explain to everybody, like when he does DNF, what it is. And this week he got a tired of the face and stitches. The other week his bike blew up. Like he 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 never wants to be known as the guy that Dan Truman and JT are going to destroy for quitting. <laughs> so Zane Merritt has the fear of God put in him, and he has to explain every time that he doesn't finish. It's fantastic. And he's got hair out of his helmet like Hagar in 86 yeah. Van Halen. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I know him a little bit just from uh, – he's had some podiums at Loretta's. Um, I'm just – 250 class, I'm always impressed. I, I give like an extra boost for privateers. I do too. Uh, yep. Running well there. Yep. Yeah. I do too. I mean, uh, Kevin Rance and Zane Merritt beat Jordan Bailey and Oldenburg and Derek Drake and Christian Craig and Cantrell. Like obviously those guys had problems and you know and all that. But I'm just – yeah, you know. When you do it in that millions, class, millions, yeah. of, millions of dollars in salaries those guys just beat. Yeah. Yep. And yep. their bikes are so freaking fast in right. comparison. And then yeah. Moran's is, uh, or I mean, uh, Moran's getting 12th and uh, Zane's 13th in the first moto. So good job for those guys. Yeah. It's good to see. Uh, March Banks was back. He was pretty good. I don't know how Consistent, that bike made yeah. finished. I know, I right? Know it was steaming so bad and it just, I assumed he was just out. And then lo and behold, I'm like, what? Right. Yeah, that's pretty good for him. Yep. I think. I agree. Yep. Um right, anything else two fifty wise? Adam's title chances? Uh what percent pie do you give Adam to win this title, JT? Ninety. Whoa. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that wow. was a big that was a big weekend right there. I thought you'd be way lower because you are kind of a pessimistic guy when it comes to that stuff. Well, that was what, round eight, so we have four yeah. rounds to go. Well um, how many points is Amart down? Are we out of it? I think mathematically you're out. Hold on. I'm just kidding. It's definitely not mathematical, but he's he's uh, out. He's down a hundred and forty five. So mathematically, uh, you're in. You're in mathematically. I, I, that's about it. Yeah, there's two hundred points up for grabs. Are you sure? Did that? Are you, you want to recount? Yeah, two hundred points. You sounded very, you should, no. sounded very unsure. No, two. I'm not. Math's not good. I'm not good at math. Uh, but it's two hundred <laughs> points. Up on that. It's two hundred points. <laughs> so we aren't out of this yet. But it's gonna be tough. Uh, we needed those. Pumped, we, we needed those points at Red Bull. Absolutely put away. Yeah, yeah. He Did just. You just feel like that was a that was a. I'm not gonna say a stamp with four rounds to go, but right. that was a big big day. Dude, he he's reminded me of Osborne last year so much this year where. Hurt where he's hurt. Oh, easy, bro. Championship year, sorry. Um, <laughs> where he's like, oh, he's tenth. Oh, but he still got a third by the end of the moto. You know what I mean? Like, just if shit goes sideways, he's still ending up on the podium. And then if he starts anywhere near up front, it's all it's over. He, he's got he's got great fitness and, and a great bike and everything else. You know. So yeah, I think I uh, I would also say very similar to Cooper Webb Supercross season, where yeah. He's getting great starts every single time, and even if he doesn't win, he's right there every single time. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, for the race? Yeah, I think we're good. Oh, by the way, Jerry's back to Jerrying, man. Oh man, Jerry. bike problems and uh, Jerry broke a roll off. He worked his way from dead last uh, to fifteenth, yeah. and then then he crashed. He hit a guy who was down, then DNF, then his bike. Yeah, it's, yeah. Jerry back to Jerrying. Really sad to see. We'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, you know okay. what? You know what's really going to hurt if, if we if Troll loses his title is those points at Redbud that that we blew up thanks to the piece of shit JGR bike. Thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot. 
I'm kidding, everybody. I'm kidding. <laughs> this is the title. Man, I gotta say, this is pretty this is this is huge actually for just him to be basically back to the same, you know, podium guy that he was. I know four it's straight motos if you if you, row, if you you know, if four straight motos yeah. if you give him that DM if you give him that third, which he was four corners away from. Right. And honestly, I think when the bike started steaming, he was running second. Um yeah. so it could have been a two three yep. two three, uh two weeks in a row. Yep. And to me, that's massive because it's basically like, okay, once they got it figured out, he's at the same level that he was on either a Yamaha or a KTM on the Suzuki 250, which to me, that's, that's all they could ask for. Like, we are there. We are the same. Well, um, that's that's big. Um, yeah, we, it, all, it all coincides with Coy Gibbs uh, doing a podcast with me. So, <laughs> Oh, just so enlightening, that yeah. podcast. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Do you guys see the Phil Nicoletti? Michael Lessie. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Well, obviously, I saw the photo, and it's just, I mean, I, I want to get this thing printed and blown up and put on the wall. It's one of the greatest motocross Have you not seen time. the video, though? No, but oh. he's saying that even if you do see the video, it's missing a lot, right? Well, no, what he's saying is he's you're missing what Alessi did to him to make him go off and say he's going right. to kill him. Right. Yes. Right. Right. So we're, even the video that exists is not all the, the video. No, the video of Alessi's, it's a greasy move. According to Phil, I wasn't I wasn't there, but I talked to a few people who saw it. According to Phil, I saw the move on video, the one pass. Mike squares up a corner and like goes to the inside and really hits Phil pretty hard. JT, you saw it. It was greasy. Yeah. It was greasy. Like, he hit him hard for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, he hit him really hard. And then I guess, according to Phil and other people, Mike was brake checking him and looking over at him, and the and even the officials were screaming at Mike to stop it and waving a flag at him. So after that hit, it got worse. I think my favorite part of it was when Phil is yelling at him that it was, have you ever seen when, uh, when two dogs are going to fight and one just is like, I don't want to fight. So they just lay belly up. <laughs> well, that, that, it seems like that's what Mike was doing. Like right. I just, so, I, I fully, <laughs> I just defer to you and I submit and you win. Mike got docked five spots because after the finish, Phil was going to try to kill him on the bike and Mike was ru- Riding backwards on the track to get away from Phil. (laughs) And this goes, before the moto, Mike was at the gate prepping his his line too early, before you were allowed to, prepping his gate. And then the manager for Phil's team and, and Mike and Tony all started yelling at each other. And at some point, things became physical between Tony and an, an official who works for the series. Oh, no. Yeah, like pushing or shoving or something. Tony's on probation. Mike's on probation. Mike got docked. Phil got DNF'd and on probation. The manager from Phil's team's on probation. It's full WWF out there right now, up there. How much do we attribute this to Mike finding his, his race pace again? Tony's just gone off the deep end again. Like they, they, Every time you think you're out, they suck you back in. Right. Yeah, like he is back. He goes for an hour bicycle ride after he wins 1-1 last weekend in the sand. Same goes, day? Same day. No. Yeah. On s- Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just After the race, he got on his bicycle. Want, we rode by everybody to make sure they knew he was going for a bicycle ride. He's getting in their heads. Oh, this really happened. <laughs> this really happened. Yeah. A rider um, told me this week that he hasn't had a text from Michael Essie in like 10 months. And no correspondence at all. And then all of a sudden, after that, he just got texted. Mike texted him photos of himself on the podium, winning that race. 
I got a text. I got a text from yeah. Mike at three a.m. Pacific time, with yes. just photos of him on the podium. Oh, that's the same. Yeah, that's the same story I heard. Yeah, a writer told me this week. He's like, I haven't talked to him in months, and all of a sudden, I'm, he's just sending me photos of him on the podium. <laughs> it's. I don't know, but I might not go to any more American races. I might head up there. <laughs> this is this is phenomenal. So, Phil versus the Alessis. I don't think. I do not think I could pick two better. Well, Phil personalities. Phil rode for Tony. Phil rode oh, for Team Alessi. He did. He w- he was once one of their guys. Yep. He's definitely not one of their guys now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean already, like there. But that history is. Can you really disqualify a guy for for threatening him in the heat of the moment? No. Can you really no, disqualify somebody? No. That's ridiculous. Like how many guys have gotten into it after the race and jawing at each other and, and saying horrible things? Take it up with Marilyn, bro. Oh, she's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That there. Okay, I, if you fight somebody or you hit yeah, somebody on the yeah, track, yeah, I understand. Yeah. But yelling at someone when the race is over, I mean, he, I, I don't understand how that's grounds. Po- he was pointing at him and yelling at him very vulgar things. That he, what do you want to do to him? But but I still it's not a disqualification in my eyes. Can we get well, a transcription? Is, is, is the person that decides this the guy that was always at Toronto with the flag, no and the white suit, no. yelling at everybody no, no about white about suits. when to take off? No white suits are anymore around. No. <laughs> they could scream at everybody about right. when they could take off for practice. But according to somebody who's... That guy was awesome. He was. He was unbelievable. Uh, he was so cool, that guy. Like, like a method actor. Like James Stewart, I don't care who you are. If I don't move this flag... Um, I'm going to beat you with it. Somebody, Somebody said, Mike... Saw Phil after the finish, after the finish, heading right towards him, and just hooked a 180, 360, I don't know, and went straight backwards on the track towards the tower where Tony was, and Phil was chasing after him. I, I <laughs> on, want on I, motorcycles. Yes, I want to see that more than any video ever. No, I want the transcription of what Phil was screaming at Mike. Oh, you can hear it in the video. Oh, you can hear it. Oh really? Oh okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I've only seen the still photo of the the vat of the threat. Right. Right. Oh. So so things are really heating up in Canada, folks. Oh, uh, Phil versus the and, and then, I, I cannot pick two better personalities <laughs> for this. And then Phil, of course, because it's Phil, he had the red plate going on the weekend. Things were looking good. Crashes, rips a radiator off, and then DNFs, and then gets disqualified from Moto Two. And there goes Phil's championship hopes. Everybody, once he got the red plate. I feel like they're just trying to make sure that Colton wins this title. No, no I don't think none of that. None of it's that. Next next week, Gerke gets DQ'd. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Uh, I got I got another topic for you, Mathis. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yes. Uh, so we have this Loretta Lynn's oh, countdown. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. 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 We have this Loretta Lynn's countdown. Well, let's, and, let's, uh, let's present this so JT can unbiasedly, oh. you know. Oh. Yeah. I have no doubts. First of all, it's arguing against you. So I've got JT already 99% in the bag on my side. True. A. And then I also got facts on my side. So no, you don't have I'm facts. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to win this one you for have sure. fake news facts. So, Davey, this is just one of these things. we, The three of us have said for years, never try to figure Davey out. The things that catch his eye. This Loretta Lynn's countdown and calling old guys about mini bike races from the 80s. Like, he could not be more into this. He is yep. so pumped on this project. Which is great. So we're getting these cool stories every day on the RaceRex site. He talks to McGrath. McGrath talks about the C-Class title that he won. And he's like, oh, I went 1-1-2. Uh, and Davey's like, who beat you? And he's like, I don't know. 
So they look up the name of the random dude that won the third moto that year. And then Davey says that in the story. We even found the picture of the guy from the program that year. And they were like, what's his name? Donnie Bills? I think. Yeah, it's a great, great story. Yes. Yeah, it's a great. Oh, thank you, JT. I like where you're going with this. Someone in the comments says, why is this a big deal? McGrath wasn't a great amateur. He got beat plenty of times. It's not the only guy that ever beat him. Why is this such a big thing? Now, I might add in the story, McGrath himself says, in the A class, I got beat by tons of guys all the time. So we acknowledge mm -hmm. that point. He's not the only guy that ever beat him. But what a great piece of trivia that this dude can say, yeah, I beat Jeremy McGrath once. Of all people, Steve Mathis is like, I agree with that commenter. This I do. is pointless. This I do. I, the, the whole thing, the whole buildup was about this Billy Bits or whatever his name was. And it's like, he first of all, he didn't beat McGrath any overall. I beat him in a moto. And then McGrath got beat at the ranch a lot. So Which like, is acknowledged in the story. Right, right. No, I'm not saying it's not. But why are we even bringing up Billy Blitz? Because he beat Jeremy in one moto? Well, a ton of people beat Jeremy in motos at Loretta's. It's not like some sort of undefeated season and Billy Blitz or whatever his name was was the only guy. Like, I, th we, I, think, you're missing, I think you're missing the, the point. Entire the entire article though. focused way too much on this guy and what he's yeah, doing now. I think, and I think we, that's the point. And we can't find him. And, and what is he, but I think that's you know. I think that's the magic of Loretta's, though. I think that's part of what Davy was trying to accomplish is to show that there are these magical moments that are created. That that guy probably will never forget that the rest of you know the rest of his life, and he's probably told everybody he knows that he beat Jeremy McGrath in a moto. And that's the cool thing about Loretta's. You're racing against the future stars of the sport in most cases. Okay, well let's go through Loretta's and you know go. I'm sure. So you want to talk about Denny Stevenson more, or you want to talk about like who do you want to talk Buddy Antonez more? Like, we, yeah, we got it. They're great. We got it. But this this guy that never made it in moto has this phenomenal story that he's going to be able to tell his grandkids that he raced and beat Jeremy McGrath. And dude, look at this article, Dal. That what? Like, there, why are you such a killjoy on that? That's there, awesome. There's so many. St I mean, I guarantee you, Ricky Carmichael got beat at Loretta's a lot. No, he didn't. In motos, you don't. He, he never got a sixth in a moto. He never got a fourth in a moto. Uh, no, he did. He did, but he okay. didn't get beat a lot. Okay, well, whatever. I, I was there. I, I was the okay. same age so, every year. There's, there's all these motos you know where all him? these you know guys, all these Shea guys Bentley lose. And Robbie Horton and Bogart, and all these guys get beat. Okay, by these, like, if Jeremy had some sort of perfect Loretta Lynn's record, never mind. He went there as a as a one thirty five C guy, C class. Like, I just the article just focused on this Billy Blitz guy, and it's just like. Yeah, he beat him in a moto. So what? Okay, two things here. First of all, well, Chase Dow was with me, by the C way. C-Class and McGrath wasn't a dynamo is almost part of the point that yep. McGrath's success caught everyone by surprise. It might be, I mean, honestly, you could probably say that McGrath's success is the most unpredicted. I mean, Ryan Dungey did come from, you know, winning one schoolboy title to become one of the best. But I mean, McGrath wasn't anything at all and you easily he's yeah, one of the greatest so, riders so why focus on him he wasn't anything at all well, I in think Loretta's. that's part of it it's like he was racing the damn c-class being beaten by random dudes and went on to become the king of supercross i think that's part of as jt would say the magic of it like some random dude in the c-class that won the title ended up being one of the greatest racers of all time like how crazy is that and i think this is just trying to elaborate that point um why are you hey, shitting all over donnie bills I'm not shitting on him. <laughs> you are, poor guy. And in my final James point, Stewart got a James Stewart got eleventh in 1996 in 85 mod 
Let's find those ten guys and see what and see what they're doing now. And let's see what they're doing now, everybody. We'll go back, and we'll see. In 1998, he got 13th at Loretta's. Who are those 12 magical guys? Who are they? What are they, what are they doing now? Like maybe if Davey listens to this pod, he'll assign you to do that. I mean, I just like you want to do like you want to talk about Jeremy winning the C class. That's a crazy story, and it's really weird and everything else. Just too much focus on Billy Blitz. Chase Stallo agrees with me. I agree with that commentator. Uh, Chase put a Chase put a shrugging shoulders emoji, and you took that as a win. <laughs> I think he meant I didn't read it. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm nah, sure he agreed with me. Right he agreed with me. He had, oh, he had a chance. Shoulders emoji. He had a chance to deny, and he didn't. Okay. For a for a champion of the of the little man, you know, a privateer donator, you've done a lot of things for a lot of people. I don't know why you're shitting on Donnie Bills. Like, I don't, what did he no, ever do to you? Nothing. To do, I'm not. Good job. He Good job. Ask, he didn't ask for this. I don't know what his name was, but it wasn't Donnie. It's Donnie Bills. Bills. It wasn't Donnie Junior. Yes, it was. His Donnie Bill Senior had never been prouder than that day. <laughs> okay, when he when he beat until Jeremy today and Steve shit all over. Him. If he was, if Donnie was the only guy to ever beat Jeremy, then we should put Donnie on the cover because that's pretty amazing. He beat Jeremy when no one else could. Unfortunately, the results show that tons of people beat Jeremy McGrath at Loretta's. He was never that good there. He, you know, blah 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 blah, like. We, so if you're Donnie Bills Jr., is that the way you see it? You're like, yeah, you know, I got to – ah, forget it. The fo- forget the story it. focused really – sto- It's a story it's not worth telling. He used to get beat all the time. The story focused on Donnie Bills too much. My final thing that I want to drop on you here is you have literally built a brand and a career bringing up Summer Cross, four Manitoba titles, Bud's Creek First Moto 2003. The idea that the trivial one rando race here or there – under whatever circumstances they may have been, but let's exploit this to the max. The fact that you suddenly have lost any idea of why that might be interesting, I don't understand. Yeah, well. So Tim Ferry beat him at Summercross once. No big deal. No big deal. Why would we ever bring that up? Well, you're literally the master of bringing up these types of things. So you beat Travis Pastrana once and got KTM their first ever national win in the Mud High Point. Let's not ever talk about that because, hey, Pastrana lost lots of races. KTM has won lots of races. What's the big deal? It just I'm with look, look, hey. Chase agrees with me. That guy in the comments agrees with me. You know? Okay, like, well, next yeah. week I will prepare some comments. Uh, I will I will prepare a list of commenters that do not agree with you. It should not I just, be hard. I, I get it. It should not be hard to find them. Congrats to Donnie. Good job. <laughs> but we focus way too much on him. We're like, what's he doing now? Where is he? What, what, no, they didn't at all because they couldn't like, find him. Like what? Like we? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, you 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 beat him in a moto. You didn't. He still won the overall, and you know, great work. I, I don't know. Summer cross. Summer cross. Let, let's break Big deal. I mean, this is the mountain you decided to die on. No, 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 no. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not. It's fine. I just made a comment. It's not. It's not. I'm not super passionate. I'm not going to the wall for this thing. I'm just like. Sure, seems I'm, like I'm you're pretty passionate. I'm just kind of like with that guy. Like, you know, eh. Let's find the. What year was Summer Cross? Was that '99? '99. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, why doesn't Wyndham and Yogi get enough credit? Because they also beat McGrath in Supercross races that year. I mean, you're just shitting on Yogi and Wyndham for winning races in '99. And I don't all know, you're talking about is this one. All right, well, I, I look forward to Donnie Bills being on the cover of the new Racer X magazine, and that's going in depth on this guy who beat Jeremy in one moto at Loretta's, along with everybody else beating Jeremy from tons of motos at Loretta's. 
It wasn't like you were slaying the king. He wasn't That's the king yet. That's what makes yet. it rando. He wasn't like, the king that, yet. Exactly. That Jeremy McGrath won a C-Class title there is so crazy, and this is a great way but, to illustrate that. By the way, I put this on my social media. He had Showtime on the back of his pants as a C-Rider. I, like, yeah. sweet Jesus. Yes. <laughs> if I saw a C-Rider with Showtime on the back of his pants, <laughs> I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Who let you do this? But... I mean, I guess he knew. I guess he knew. Showtime. <laughs> it's yes, it is one of the jokes on you of all time. Jokes on you. Like right. if you ever made fun of that, which I'm sure it was probably made fun of a lot. Jokes on you. He was Showtime. <laughs> I Who mean, knew? you show up in C class with Showtime on the back of your pants. That is bold. <laughs> that it's is fucking bold. And, and uh, you got to tip your visor to that and be like, strong move, Jeremy. <laughs> we so. have um. This photo circulates through our office all the time. We have like the, the program from like Ponca City '89 or something. Grass on the cover with his custom painted helmet, and it says Showtime. And I'm like, he was Showtime in 1989 when he was like barely even a prospect. Like, yeah, what Showtime? What? Yeah, yeah. In the uh, amateur, I mean, race. the the last laugh is on him though. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yep, yep. Yep. If you ever made fun of it, oops. Yep. <laughs> All right, Incredible. we covered Donnie Bills, we covered um, Canadian Moto, and we covered Millville. So uh, this weekend, uh, Friday night, Alberta Rose Theater, Portland, Oregon, the Racer X Pulpamex Live podcast show. We have a couple of special guests showing up. We uh, get Donnie Bills. We're gonna get Donnie Bills. We'll be there. We'll get Donnie Bills. <laughs> uh, we'll talk we, about this. Weege, myself, JT, and Kiefer will be on stage. Tickets start at twenty bucks. And as uh, we've told you before, these things are a ton of fun, man. We're going to hang out after even. And, uh, yeah, they're fun. They're, these, are, these are good times. Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy they shit on Donnie. He didn't do anything <laughs> other than beat Jeremy. We j- no, we just, you know, we just focused on the wrong hero in my eyes. That's all. You wanted to focus on Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like being like, hey, uh, you know. Who did you want to focus on? Again, let's find those 13 guys that beat James. No, 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 no. You said we focused on the wrong hero. Who did you want to you focus do, on? Just do the do an article about Jeremy McGrath at Loretta's. Like, do that article. That's fine. It's I great. I think that's I pretty reached, much what it I, was. But it was 600 words devoted to Donnie Bills. That's so, not plus, true. It felt like and when it. McGrath got beat in the A class there, like, he did get, like, sixth or something. But the other five dudes that beat him are all, like, legit guys. So it's like, what's the big deal? He got beat by, like, Ryan Hughes. It's not like Ryan Hughes is some trivia. Like we, we all about, know who Ryan Hughes is. Hold on. Can we talk about Ryan Hughes' Instagram? Just in general? This is, it's unbelievable. This this what I he, thought there was a thing. Wasn't that becoming a thing on your show? It you was doing it? We did. Yeah, we, we had a Ryan, Ryan Hughes Instagram of the week. I gave it up because I thought he'd go crazy on me. That's always he's got a he's got a barbell on the end of a stick. <laughs> he's he's doing crunches, I guess. For for it's it's amazing, everybody. You have to go check this out. He looks certifiably insane. But what's happening? Is this like CTE or what is going on? Like seriously, not I, even making a joke. No, like, there's I, something something's I, off. I think it's his core. He's getting a core workout. I, I'm concerned. All right. 1990, 125A modified. Jeremy McGrath did not win the title. 
champion was Ryan Hughes. Second place was Mike Brown. Sorry, I don't know who these Ryan Hughes, Mike Brown dudes are. I guess they just haven't gotten enough love. Maybe we need to track them down. They're not really known uh, in the industry. So sorry that they didn't get their chance. It was just Ryan Hughes' one chance for the spotlight. And unfortunately, we just shafted him at C250A that year. Uh, Ryan Hughes and Phil Lawrence beat Jeremy McGrath. Sorry again that we screwed those two guys. They never, they never get any coverage. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Give Donnie Bills his chance. All right, good job. All right, never mind. Yeah. Uh, myself and the commenter and Chase Stallow were all wrong. You guys are right. <laughs> Shrugging shoulders emoji. Yep. According, I just okay. named three of us who are who are one way and you two, but somehow you guys have turned the three into two into a win for you two. Figures. Shrugging shoulders. You know what? One of the crazier things, by the way, is I, I gotta go. We gotta eat sushi. I gotta go. Oh, sorry. You gotta eat sushi. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, well, very well, important. You got something else? What? what? <laughs> Now nah, we're good. Okay. All right. See you uh, live show at Wash Eagle, everybody. Portland, the- yeah. Portland uh, Oregon, Alberta Rose Theater, 7 o'clock. Right? 7? We never usually know. Try to be there at Weijin time, okay, for show prep. All right? Uh, yeah, I got uh, a much higher paying gig uh, on Friday that I got to have uh, meetings for. Sorry. I'll be there when I'm there. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, JT will just show up with a drink in his hand and be like, all right, let's do this. Now, well, that's what I'm going to do. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. 
I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.